0: This is the ODG Apparel Podcast. Wait, uh, I'm not understanding. Why does an apparel company have a podcast, though? Because they're that awesome. All right, guys. Dave with ODG Apparel. We have another long-form conversational podcast coming at you. Uh, On this episode, we have Jared Lopes. Jared, how's it going?
1: I'm doing really well, man. How are you? I like how you emphasize my last name.
0: Oh, man. That's how I have to do it, right? It's that radio (laughs) voice. I have to try to find it. Um, So we kind of got introduced sort of just through Instagram, which I feel like is just the weirdest thing ever to to me, right? Like that you can just like meet people on Instagram, but kind of introduce yourself, tell people kind of who you are and kind of what you're about.
1: Yeah, man. Well, thanks for having me. Um, My name is Jared. I'm married to, I married way up to my beautiful bride, Layla. We've been married about Coming up on 10 years now, got three kids. We were foster parents for a little while, but uh, apparently we've had too many kids uh, living of our own, living in our own home. So we've ran out of room to foster (laughs) for right now, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, raising our three of our own babies and uh, I, I speak and write books and mainly for dads and husbands and just try to help young guys like myself figure out what it looks like to kind of stumble our way to being the spiritual leaders of our home.
0: And so you do all of that on what is called Dad Tired, right?
1: Yeah, Dad Tired is the umbrella where all of that falls, speaking, writing, podcast, blog, all that stuff.
0: And so that where first off, where's the name come from? Like I, I feel like I get it, but like it's also an interesting like name, Dad Tired. So where did that kind of come from? Where did that kind of start for you guys?
1: Yeah, I wish I could say it was like super strategic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, I just like, I, first of all, I never even planned on having a, like a ministry. That wasn't my goal. I actually came out of ministry really hurt, hurt by the church. I was like committed to never being in ministry again. Um, I'll spare you all the details on that. But um, I randomly started connecting with guys online who basically were in the same spot I was. And at that time I felt like I was really sucking as a husband and dad. Like I Mm. wasn't doing a very good job. And so I kind of, I wrote this blog about how I felt like I was sucking at it and a bunch of guys read it and they were like, Hey man, I feel the same way. We should like band together and, you know, encourage each other to be the husbands and dads we want to be. And so I started a Facebook group and I was just trying to think of a name for the Facebook, like closed group for us few guys. There's probably like 60 of us guys from around the world at that time. And, uh, so I just, I thought dead tired, um was Mm. like i felt dead tired at the time and i thought we're dad so i just called it dad tired but there was there really was no strategy behind it it turns out though like it was one of the most strategic things or like non-strategic best moves i've ever made because dad tired always just resonates like as soon as you say that to a dad they're like oh yeah i get it i feel dad Mm -hmm. tired
0: that's (laughs) exactly right it's it's so it's so interesting like having kids so we my wife and i lead um you know a lot of teenagers and young 20s like in different things that we're involved in but we're involved specifically in a ministry called young life and we work with a lot of you know college age leaders and we're like we were joking yesterday because we took uh, a couple out to 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 lunch after church and they were with us and we had our kids and it was just chaos because it's always chaos right um and they're like oh man i can't wait to go home and take a nap i'm like (laughs) <laughs> that is a foreign language. Like I'm like you enjoy that nap, all right? Seriously. And you think of me the entire time that you're napping, all right? Seriously. I want you to enjoy that nap. Um no, I totally get that. That is a thing that I you just asked me before like, "Hey, are you sick?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm 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 a dad. That's what it feels like." So, <laughs> right.
1: just always constantly sick
0: somehow i always when school starts up i just immediately become sick for a yeah. whole semester while they're yeah. in like the preschool stuff so um okay so you start this facebook group and then how does it how quickly does it become a podcast and it's like books and all kinds of stuff speaking like how did how quickly does that happen
1: yeah so we've been like a quote-unquote ministry we're we're now like an official 501c3 nonprofit ministry um that happened probably a year into this whole thing um, so I, I, at that time I was just like writing blogs and some of the guys in that, um, are not even writing blogs. I was in that Facebook group and some of the guys in that Facebook group were like, Hey man, you should do a podcast. And I literally knew nothing about podcasting, like just had no clue. And so I was trying to Google it and put it, like literally put like my Apple earbuds into my phone, plugged them in and just recorded straight to my phone and then figured out a way to upload that and put it on iTunes. And that's really when dad tire took off. Um, because i i was actually in a really like crappy season of life and so i was processing from one perspective as a pastor but from another perspective as just like a really broken dude like trying to process my own sin and selfishness and i was really in this like battle internally and i just was vomiting that on a microphone you know and for whatever reason guys seem to like really resonate with that and the podcast is really what ended up taking off and you know that turned into you know thousands of guys around the world and a, writing books and conferences and all kinds of stuff. But it's been about four years now since that all started.
0: Wow. And so who's been the kind of the biggest guest, like the one, maybe not even the biggest, but your, your favorite sort of, wow, this is crazy. I can't believe, I guess for me, I could see it being one of those moments where it's like, here I am here. I'm, I'm speaking as you, right. You have this group, Facebook group. And all of a sudden one day you wake up and you're interviewing fill in the blank on a podcast where you're like, what? Am, how did I get here? Right? Like, who was that yeah. person oh, yeah. that sort of had that moment where you're like, how did this happen? I was recording these things on my phone, and now here I am interviewing yeah. who? 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 were those people that started to do that for you?
1: Well, I feel that still. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'll do an interview. Um, I I would say about a third of our show is interviews, and the rest is me just kind of processing what it looks like to be a husband and dad. Um, but. Uh, I think the first time I really felt that was when I had one of my favorite authors, um, Paul Tripp on, and I, oh, wow. I just, I've always liked Paul Tripp's writing and had been like watching even some of his videos and, and then to like have him say, yeah, I'll come on your show and talk. I'm like, <laughs> Holy cow. You know, like, uh, so that was probably the first time I felt that, but it, like this last week, we had Tony Dungy, the NFL uh, and, coach. Yeah. No on big there. deal. Yeah. and he, uh, just so like gracious. It, I just couldn't believe I was talking to him. And then uh, we've got a show coming up where I had this is funny, but uh, Carrie Underwood's husband, which he probably wouldn't want to be recognized as Carrie Underwood's husband. He was a very accomplished like uh, <laughs> hockey player. Like he did very well for himself. Well, I keep referring to him as uh, Carrie Underwood's husband, but anyway, when, he's yeah, just when your wife's
0: Carrie Underwood, you just you just <laughs> yeah. you know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs>
1: Seriously, I'm like, bro, how come you didn't change your last name to Underwood? But uh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't like that one. Anyway, <laughs> now he was a cool dude. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I, I that's it's, yeah. it's a weird world. Yeah,
0: it, it's crazy what's possible with technology and just like again, even us just getting connected on Instagram and whatnot. But yeah, it's really and then even. The positive, right, of of being able to create this community of people where you're kind of speaking life to dads who are struggling, you know, it sounds like across the board with whatever that looks like. Right. We all kind of experience that. So what do you think the thing is that you see popping up that you feel like you're speaking to the most, even in your own heart or even just that that comes up in these groups? What's the that kind of thing that comes up the most that you're kind of kind of speaking to, you think, in these groups?
1: Well, I think I mean, every guy has like different. Topics that they want to talk about, or like issues, or like sin things, or I call them symptoms that they're like want mm. want to have addressed. So whether that's like pornography is always talked about in kind of the men's circles, or anger, or lust, or uh, showing emotions, like all these kind of topical things. But uh, I've always tried, like we t- we cover all of that on the podcast. We have very specific episodes where we're covering all of that. But I always grew up, like when I was growing up in church the men's ministry stuff I felt was always about behavior. Like you would, you would mm-hmm. get asked to be part of an accountability group and you'd show up at Starbucks and you'd like, there'd be like two other guys and you, you know, and it's usually like, Hey, did you look at this this week? Or did you say this? Or how did you do with this? And mm-hmm. you just kind of like checking the boxes of behavior. Yeah. And I learned how to just like either one, like kind of <clears throat> manipulate that so that I didn't have to always tell the truth and just kind of hide or fly under the radar mm-hmm. Or two, like sometimes I would be really self-disciplined for a week or a month or whatever and then just kind of get arrogance like, yeah, I've got this whole Christian thing figured out. It was usually honestly, though, the the former, like I wasn't getting my stuff together. I couldn't really pull my life together. And then I felt shame because I couldn't manage my behavior well. And, uh, and so I've always been like, man, I I just so believe that the gospel is good news. Like today, Mm. I still believe it's good, good news that if guys really fully understood the good news of the gospel, that it motivates and it changes everything for them as husbands and as dads and as men. And so, um, I always just talk about those things as symptoms, but like at the root of it is you're just, you're, you're looking for satisfaction outside of Jesus. And the only thing that will actually satisfy your soul is Jesus himself. So, Mm. That's what I'm trying to point guys to. So
0: it's so good. And I even, even in preparation for kind of chatting, I was just looking through your website and some different things. And I saw, I saw a part in there where it's like, you know, we value the gospel. Um, And I think right underneath there, you had this line along the lines of, you know, we remove checklists. It's not about, and it's like, it's so, it's so easy to get sucked into what you're talking about with this idea of like, checking the boxes right these accountability groups which are not like you're not saying this that they're bad i'm not saying no one's saying that these are not good things that we should not be right. concerned with but how easily the enemy can take these things and and make them the things right the doing don't do this to do this do that it's like man that is not where we hang our hat we hang our hat on truly diving headfirst into the good news of the gospel right the freedom of the gospel, the beauty of the gospel. It's like, wow, it is so easy for us to fall into that. I I so hear that. I love that.
1: Yeah. I always tell guys, like, I still want you to get together with other dudes. Like there's huge, some of the darkest seasons of my life, the most um, sinful seasons of my life were happening in isolation when I was purposely Mm. isolating myself. And uh, I mean, that's just grounds for the enemy to just like play around. That's his playground. Right. So I am all about like dudes getting together with other guys and just like pushing each other towards Jesus. But that's the key. Like, are we pushing each other towards Jesus? Like mm-hmm. instead of asking, what did you do? I'm asking like, bro, how's yes. your heart? Like yes. what, what's going on in your heart, man? What are you actually believing? Cause that's affecting the behavior, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. It's so, and that's so important, right? It's that idea of like what you're believing is affecting the behavior, right? right? Like it's so, Oh man, that's such an important reality because especially now it's like, Ugh, I don't I don't want to go down this road, but it's just like we have such a fancy, I call it like a fancy Christianity nowadays where it's like who can look the best, who can, you know, oh, and yeah. it's like famous oh, yeah. Christian. And it's like, man, guys, th- we're just missing it, right? This like, it's a way, the gospel is way messier, right? Like it's way more about really, really messed up broken people clinging to this cross rather than people who figured it all out, got their life together, checked all the boxes, went to accountability group, Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, it's not okay. that. Um, I, and I think that that's the heart. Like, when Paul talks about fighting the good fight of the faith, like, he's talking about those moments where his soul's like, you're not good enough. Like, right. you're not, you didn't, you did the thing that you weren't supposed to do. And now you got to tell your accountability group. It's like, it's in those moments going, but no, but Jesus is enough. The cross right. is enough. Like, resting in that. It's what's so interesting?
1: Yeah, what's interesting is the, the, only common ground really that we have as Christians is that we are in desperate need of grace because we're so jacked up. <laughs> mm. um, and yet like we all want to hide how jacked up we are. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's the fundamental thing that we stand on is that mm. we are in radical, we're in need of radical grace. Like I'm, I, and so that again, you you referenced Paul, like that's why Paul would say, I boast like, I, let me boast mm. to you about how weak I am so that the glory of God and the grace of God could be shown off. And when we're all looked super polished, like, where does God get the glory? Amazing grace doesn't seem that amazing anymore when I can kind of look the part, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, there's a a guys group that I I do a Bible study on Tuesday nights with some guys and we've been going through Romans and something that stood out to me the last time we went through it is, is I think it's Romans three that Paul says, um, maybe it's not Romans three, but Paul talks about like people thinking that when he preaches the grace of the gospel that he's saying that he he wants sin to increase so that grace would abound and he's like man if you hear me preach the gospel and you think that like i don't even have a response to you i don't even know what to tell you (laughs) but something that really stood out to me that i was telling the guys is think about the gospel that paul is preaching that people actually think he's saying this they're wrong that he's saying this but man he's so about the freeness of the grace that people are actually mistaking him for saying he's okay with sin Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that idea of like, sometimes we're the opposite. People hear us and we're like, oh, you're legalistic. It's like, no, Paul wasn't getting that. He was getting the opposite confusion. Right. Like they were hearing him preach the gospel and going, man, you're just cool with sin. He's like, no, you're, you're missing it. Right. But I want, I want to be people who preach the gospel and love it that much that we're like, you know, just. Man, it, it really can save any of us.
1: I love it, man. It's great. Yeah. So I, I think it's Romans six for, for reference. Romans six. But I just had. Go. That's not because I'm a, a astute pastor. I just had to Google it because I was curious too. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Romans six. There you go. So to kind of pivot from Romans six and your Google mastering and figuring out that verse, um, <laughs> what, how? I think one of the things that I think about as I think about everything that you're doing, this idea of dad tired and you were super tired and you went and started this group and now it feels like you have like a thousand more things that you're doing, right? Like I look at your website and you're like, you got a book coming out and you have like a devotional and like a podcast. Like how, doesn't it feel like, it feels like there's more stuff on your plate. Like how do you manage all of that as a dad Mm -hmm. and as a husband and still do it well? Like almost like you created more of a problem for yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, I, I wasn't tired because I was doing too much. I was tired because I wasn't like, uh, doing the things that God was calling me to do mm. and and frankly I was just like in selfishness and in sense and, which is exhausting um, so that's really what was like making me weary um, mm. I'm doing more now uh, so you're right like as far as uh, my calendar is certainly more full now than it was four years ago Um But my, my friend, like he's come on the podcast a few times, Jeff Vanderstel, a guy who I've just, I deeply admire. Of course. Yeah. yeah. He says that, uh, when you're doing the kingdom work, like your body is tired, you should go to bed exhausted, but your soul is not like your soul is not weary. Mm. And that's what I feel, man. Like I just, uh, I'm just trying to step into the things that God has put in front of me and be faithful. The calendar is like packed, but my soul feels like on fire, like I could do Mm. it all day long. I love that. So Um, I think sin is what makes us weary (laughs) you know Mm. no it's
0: such a good point and and I think that that idea um that you talk about that Jeff says I think Matt Chandler has a line where he talks about like men going to bed wrung Mm. out like tired Mm. and wrung out and it's like that's a line that my wife and I'll use like we'll go to bed and she's like wrung out I'm like definitely (laughs) this was you know this was one of those days but but yeah I, I I love that idea of because it could be really easy for people to hear what you're talking about, this idea of dad tired, and then th- start to think about taking stuff off their plate. Like, that's the answer. You just have to stop doing right. as much, right? Which it might yeah, be. Yeah, sometimes that but, is. Yeah. Yeah. But there's that I- idea of like deeply, kind of deep in your bones, like, is Christ the focus? Is Christ kind of the, like, what we're running after? Yeah. Right. And yeah. yeah, you're probably so, just doing
1: the wrong things. Like if you're, if your soul is exhausted, you're probably just doing the wrong things. So it doesn't necessarily mean your yeah. calendar gets less full, but, uh, are you just doing the things that God's called you to, which could be a, an accountant at a company that could still be what God's calling you to. But what does faithfulness look like? What does the kingdom come and his will be done at that accounting firm, uh, as it is in heaven, you know, like, what does that specifically look, look like? And then that, that's soul giving, that's life giving stuff.
0: Mm. Yeah. I love that. So tell us about the book, because I think you have a book coming out pretty soon, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, September
1: 3rd. uh, It's called Dad Tired. So I have a devotional out for guys. I, I, I always write for the dude that like doesn't consider himself a reader. Uh, There's a guy Mm -hmm. in our our book launch team right now who said he's finished two books in his life (laughs) and one of them was (laughs) the Dad Tired book. So uh, that was like one of the greater compliments he could have given because I'm really trying to write for that guy. So the devotional that we already have out is it's like five minutes a day and for four weeks. So it's real, you know, it's not gonna, it's not a lifelong commitment here of reading. Uh, But then I wrote a more, a longer form book uh, called Dad Tired And loving it, uh, stumbling your way to spiritual leadership. And the whole point there is Mm. just to to get guys like starting to like just somehow moving forward in what it looks like to point their family to Jesus. And we Mm. certainly don't have that all figured out. We're not like the greatest theologians. We don't have the Bible memorized in Greek and all that stuff, but we're just stumbling our way um, to falling in love with Jesus and trying to help our family do the same. Mm.
0: I love that. I love that explanation of it because it's like, it's so easy. Even something I like to do on every one of my podcasts, and and it's like kind of a transition to it, is just this idea of like people can hear you and I talk about Jesus and hear what you're doing, uh, and you're running this podcast and all this great material pointing people toward Jesus. And here we are. We have this a Christian apparel company, and we create content. And people think, "My gosh, you guys must be the most spiritual people ever," and like you just know everything about anything, and you're just you know walk like on water and you know fly around the room because <laughs> you're just so spiritual. It's like, man, that is just not the reality. The idea of stumbling through these things, you know, looking to the Savior who carries us, I think is so powerful. I love, love, love that. Yeah. And so even even kind of in that, one of the, how do you make sense of loving your family, loving your wife, caring for your kids, and, and having that be centered on Jesus, right? So people might hear this and go what do you just read your bible to them all day long like how do you make sense of being a normal dad yeah normal husband and do like what what, how does that make sense to you yeah so
1: there's a i mean this is all that we talk about in the book so if that's like if you have someone listening that's like legitimately asking that question that's literally the question that we're answering the entire Mm -hmm. book from from Mm -hmm. page one to the end so uh, uh yeah a couple practical ways like again i'm a normal dude like i'm i'm a early third dad in my early 30s Um, i've only been married 10 years i've got three kids who are young like i'm i'm trying to figure this stuff out uh, as well so um again that's really the question we're trying to hit at. i think there's a couple practical things like one a lot of guys like when they're when it comes to spiritual leadership and they just figure out like i don't know what what to do here uh i I give this example in the book where my wife one time we had cooked breakfast we made this big old pancake breakfast and then when when we sat down we realized we had run out of syrup and we live like 30 seconds away from a target. So my wife, Layla, she's like, I'll just run to the store real quick, grab some syrup, I'll be right back. So we're sitting there, literally just me and my kids sitting around the table. We're waiting, 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 waiting. Like she's not showing up. I'm like, what the heck's going on? You know, so I text her. I'm like, hey baby, okay? She's like, yeah, just give me a few minutes. Time goes by time goes by. I eventually call her. I'm like, babe, like what the heck is going on? Like it's been 25, 30 minutes. And she's like, I'm paralyzed. Like I'm standing in the syrup aisle. I don't know what syrup to get. There's way too many to choose from. I'm like, just grab any stinking syrup. Like it doesn't matter. We're starving over here. The pancakes are getting cold. And uh, so she just like grabs whatever and came home. And I use that example because there's so many guys like that who just like they feel like they don't have enough information. They're like, I need more. Like what what mm. devotional should I read? Do I need to listen to podcasts? Do I have to listen to Caleb? Like how much should I be tithing? Like what does spiritual leadership <laughs> look like? And I'm like, bro, just like grab any syrup and go because your family's sitting at the table starving. Like they're just waiting for mm. you to do something. Um just literally if if you want like to just real practical, like sit down open the Bible to James or one of the gospels and just start reading and your kids are going to not pay attention and they'll be like goofing off and it'll be loud and chaotic and you'll get frustrated or they'll ask questions where you don't know the answer to just say, I don't know. Like I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know the answer, but let's just do this together or pray and you'll feel awkward as you're like praying out loud for your kids and your kids are like their eyes are open, whatever, but just like start. This is the whole point of like stumbling your way to it. And the cool Mm. thing with this is as you do this with your kids and with your wife, like, we have a lot of wives in the, in the dad tired group. Like the, the way that this will start to improve your marriage as your wife watches, you try to stumble. Like it's going to be a Mm. game changer as far as marriage goes. But anyway, I know I Mm -hmm. rambled a little bit there, but
0: uh. no, that's literally like, this is the stuff that I feel like I'm always talking about. Like when it comes up in conversation, just that idea of like, because isn't that the Christian walk, right? Isn't the Christian walk no different than, I don't know, just start, right. like start following Jesus. Well, what does that look like? I don't, just pick up the Bible and, and try to meet with Jesus. Yep. Like there's just, there's this element of put one step, you know, in front of the other, which is everything in life really. But, but just with following Jesus, there's this, um, I had a friend on the podcast once who said it, we can't miss the steps of this. It's like, you gotta be, the first step of knowing Jesus is you gotta be exposed to him. Yeah, Right? Like then there's a familiarity that comes after that. And then there's delight. But there's like a step to this thing. And that's okay. So what happens is we don't go to the Bible or we don't lead our families well because exposure feels weird. It feels like we should know everything. Yep. It's like, no, there's nothing in life really like that. It's just, you got to be exposed to it. You got to be exposed to praying with your family and reading with your family. And the, I don't just I love how you explain it. I think it's not rambling at all. I love mm. it.
1: It's awesome. I yeah, appreciate
0: it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, kind of closing, I, that's an awesome book. I want it to read it for sure. I'll send you a Kind coffee, of closing yeah. up. Yeah, please. Um, closing up. What's what's your thing that you think the people listening like? Hey guys, this is what. What's your kind of? I feel like we all have that thing that kind of like burns in our heart that we really want to like pour out and share to people yeah. that like God's given us. What's that thing that's been like? Man, I got this. Is what I want to say to people that are listening. Yeah, so kind of putting you on the spot, but time. I feel like you probably have yeah, it ready to yeah, go. Yeah, so
1: in in this season of ministry for me, like I, I'm just talking to a lot of guys, and that's who God has surrounded me with. Uh, as like young guys. When I say young, I mean like 24 to 40 year old guys. Mm. And um, so not as young as like young life guys, I guess. But uh, (laughs) so I'm just thinking through that lens often. And so for that guy that might be listening to this podcast, usually what I tell guys is that we all as Christians really do believe that we're saved by grace. Uh, by faith right so like we it's by God's grace that we've been saved we did nothing to earn it there's nothing that we can like Mm -hmm. boast about to say look at how good we had our lives together God just saved us by his grace which is such good news but some like subtly I think what we start to do is start to believe the lie that we're saved by grace but we're sustained by works and even though Mm -hmm. God saved us based on nothing that we did the way that he continues to love us is based on something that we do and uh, man, just the good news of the gospel is still good news. Like, uh, his grace mm. will sustain you. It saved you and it will sustain you. Like if you feel far from the Lord, like the, the answer isn't like, all right, let me find it 15 things to add to the checklist to try to get God to like me again. It's just to ask God, mm. Lord, would you be gracious enough to draw my heart back to you? Uh, and help me to recognize how much you love me despite what I could possibly do to earn it.
0: Mm. Amen. I love that. Jared, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for being on the podcast. We'd love to have you on again. Um, Where can people find you? Where can people find Dad Tired? Your Instagram, all that kind of stuff where people find yeah, you. Yeah, man,
1: I really appreciate you letting me hang out. Uh, so I hang out the most on Instagram, which is dad.tired. So if you just search dad tired or dad.tired, you'd find there. there. But if you just go to dadtired.com, that's kind of where the hub is for everything that we got going. Conferences, podcasts, books, all that kind of stuff.
0: Awesome. Jared, thank you so much. Thank you for all your wisdom. Thank you for preaching the gospel at the end there. I love that. Um, yeah, thank you so much for your time, Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.